Welcome, current and future VeloFluence. You are now tuned into the VeloFlow podcast to take your cycling journey to the next level. I'm your host, Zed Pitts. What's your flow? And here we are with another podcast. And thank you so much for tuning in and chilling with me today, tonight, this morning, this afternoon, wherever you are, in whatever time that you have decided to listen to me, and basically a memoir of this Velofilo project journey of mine about reaching pro-level fitness in my cycling journey. But before, you know we have to stay with the ritual. I have to introduce Zed's beverage of the podcast. So Zed's beverage today is chamomile tea by, I want to say it's called Sleepy Time Tea. My fiance picked some up from CVS and she saw that I was having some trouble sleeping and it's basically the trouble sleeping comes from, of course, uh, my dealings with Graves disease and me trying to um, figure out how to maintain my stress. Graves disease, um, it tends to induce anxiety triggers throughout my body and it can come at any time and that adrenaline that's and that cortisol that is left in my system is pretty much um, causing the insomnia so luckily she decided to think about me and give me this chamomile tea so I'm gonna take a sip Um, of course it's quite late as usual the time is now 2310 central standard time Mm. and I I taste a a little bit of lemon now I've had this tea before and I don't recall lemon unless that's like something left over from a beverage that I had earlier, so I'm taking a sip. Oh yeah, that's good. Mm. So, but before we get into, you know, all of the, the weeds, I'm gonna, I'll give you an overview of basically what I'm gonna be talking about in this podcast. So, what I want to discuss in this one, or basically share with you, is my experience with Zwift Academy. And I do realize that I haven't been doing a lot of explaining um, about my experience with the Sufferfest um, program. And the reason 
behind that is Zwift has pretty much served the same type of training material, training tools that the Sufferfest has provided. And that is, you know, pre, um, pre-constructed um, training sessions. And, you know, they don't, they all serve like different, um, different things. <laughs> I drew a blank there. Um, for example, if you want to work on your anaerobic threshold, they have um, things or sessions to satisfy that. And if you want to work on your general zone two, zone one, maybe even zone three um, endurance loads, you can definitely look at the Zwift um, workout menu and satisfy that. And not only that, they provide that social aspect that the Sufferfest doesn't really provide. Now, I'm not, by no means am I saying that the Sufferfest the Sufferfest is less than because it's not. But if you're like me and you are more of a social athlete or you thrive in a social environment while you are um, working out, then Zwift is, is definitely for you. But if you want to, um, if you one of those lone wolves, um, where you like to suffer in silence and by yourself, you can definitely um, check out the Sufferfest. Um, it's a great workout tool, but as of late, Zwift has really, really served that purpose that I needed mentally to keep in touch with my adaptive sports community. So. But so let's let's just jump into it um, with the the Zwift Academy. So the Zwift Academy um, consists of eight workouts and four Zwift Academy sanctioned events, and those um, those four events they may or may not be two races and two Zwift Academy group rides. I'm not really sure about that. So actually I've completed, um, I've completed two Zwift Academy Zwift rides. All right. So now I think my last two to graduate from the Zwift Academy, I'm going to make those races and, um, because I, I, I wanted to end the whole experience with the bang, and I thought that that would be way more appropriate than just ending it with a group ride. I want to test my fitness and um, how it's improved over time. So I think it's definitely warranted to um, end it with two Swift Academy races. But, um, I don't want to get into the weeds of, you know, the Zwift Academy 2020 experience like in deep detail, but what I can tell you is um, what I wish I would have done 
what I wish I would have done was maybe taken uh, like a screenshot of my um, my Zwift Power. Um, Zwift Power is the tool or the application. I wouldn't even call it an application. It's more of a website where Zwift Zwifters hook up their Zwift um, their Zwift accounts so that there's some kind of like algorithm that calculates how strong you are in different um, different areas of cycling and fitness and um, so I'm uh, quite parched today I'm probably going to consume this whole cup of tea by the end of this but yeah so I wish I would have taken a a snapshot of my Zwift power because <laughs> I'm not the most scientific person and I probably um, improve but I probably wouldn't be able to like tell how by how much and um, so with that I do I did realize like doing Zwift Academy and trying to incorporate the races that I've been a part of um, in the past. For example, I've been racing with Team Dirt and now recently um, Vicious Cycles racing team, VCRT. And I have been like super fatigued, so fatigued in fact that I couldn't keep up with the groups um, anymore and I felt I felt like I was actually slipping down categories um, one of the the team manager for team dirt was like do you want to go down the category because um, I know that you are concerned about being fatigued I was like nah uh, just <laughs> let me take a hiatus for about three months not three months three weeks and um, just focus on my recovery and actually getting through Zwift Academy because I think I was racing too much and it was pushing me to overtrain. So, so um, with that, I just <laughs> I was thinking like maybe I should take it take it back a little bit and and you know, do less racing and more focus more on recovery and training within my comfort zone because um, racing with Team Dirt and racing with um, VCRT at the same time, it was just killing my, it was killing my fitness. So I, I took a break from, from Team Dirt and I continue to race with VCRT. And the reason I, why VCRT? Why, why didn't you stay loyal to uh, Team Dirt? It's not that I dropped Team Dirt completely because I'm gonna go back. I just um, had to take a little break because time trialing is, is it's like, you're putting out your all for like 
30 minutes, 30, 40 minutes. And that's that wasn't really conducive to um, my training and my fitness goals. And the reason I kept VCRT, even though they're, from my experience, they're a little bit on the, the faster side when it comes to racing, but it's not a time trial. They're uh, longer road races. they allow recovery you know um so because they're the road races are longer than the the team time trials that i've been doing with team dirt it's less of a it's less of a strain on my body now don't get me wrong like it's it's very difficult to keep up with the guys from vcrt because they are they are fast like and their bees are their B's are like A's and their A's are like A, a pluses and their A pluses are like <laughs> off the scale, you know? So um, definitely uh, riding with those guys, I would get stronger, but uh, I had to be a little bit more realistic when it came to my training load with Swift Academy and um, my my fitness goals and actually staying in contact with the people that I figure matter most in that social Zwift environment of Watopia. And another reason I, I, I chose to stick with VCRT is because of my Invictus Games Foundation cycling mentor, Andy Perrin. He races with them, so um, it keeps me focused to race with someone that I look at as I look to rather um, when it comes to improving my cycling, my cycling ability and hearing his voice like telling me, you know, giving me tips like, hey, don't don't overdo it or catch me here or do that there. You know, that's that's very helpful because I'm not that I'm not that smart of a racer. I'm just like, hey, where do I need to go? You know, <laughs> how much power do I need to put out until I gas out and then I'm struggling in the back of the peloton. <laughs> but it's all fun, right? One more sip. Yeah. So I think this this podcast might be a little bit on the shorter side because I didn't really want to um, shock you too much um, with all of the things that have been going on since last podcast because um, we still have so much more to unpack and I just really wanted to let you all know that I'm still here going anywhere um it's just um we are really i think as a whole dealing with the brunt of 2020 and this is the last stretch and winter is coming the elections are tomorrow all well, actually in a you know gosh yeah the elections are tomorrow uh it's now monday 
um, November 2nd and anxiety is very high because I see on social media and the cycling world, you know, it's quite split, especially, you know, in America, everybody's putting their political hats on and showing who they really, really are. And of course, I'm paying attention out there, you know, so I can make sure that I'm not, um, you know, collaborating with other cyclists that might not be um, in tune with this equity and equality type of um, movement that a lot of endurance sports organizations are trying to implement. So keep in mind you're close to the ground there, but I just hope that you know, going forward with, even after the election, you know, no matter who um, my president might be, I hope that my fellow fluents out there will have the mindset and maintain the mindset of making sure they're spreading the joy of endurance sports, no matter what, where someone may come from, what, political party they might represent it doesn't matter you know we we can all still come together um, as fellow fluence to you know initiate greatness especially going into 2020 because nobody wants an extension um, and I mean <laughs> I go into 2020 oh my gosh I just extended it right going into 2021. No one wants to deal with this anymore. And even if the pandemic is still here, you know, we've experienced it long enough to where we can take what we've learned and, you know, implement plans by incorporating virtual experiences or social virtual social experiences by using, I don't know, Zoom or Zwift. And then I know they have, I think Rovi. I'll just kick something there. I don't know what that was. But I, I, I was told it was something out there called Rovi, um, which is, um, prob- I think it's similar to Zwift. And if you don't like the way Zwift works or the Sufferfest, you can definitely you utilize the tools that we've come across in 2020 to keep your cycling, your endurance sports journey moving forward because we don't want to to stop our journeys. We want to keep it going, right? So, um, hmm. kind of went on like a little philosophical, I guess that was philosophical, I don't know. <laughs> I'm literally listening to it. This uh, this um, soundtrack is lo-fi hip-hop beats. And of course, I will share this with you in the description section of this podcast. But um, it's really keeping me like super chill right now. And it's allowing my thoughts to just free flow. Which is, I think, 
it was very much needed for me to do this podcast. Um, I've told a couple of elf ones that listened in. I'm like, this really is therapy for me. Like, um, I don't really get the chance to um, air out my thoughts about my cycling experience to others on, you know, on this scale, because this is international. You know, we can, like my friends in Australia, um, in the UK, in Japan, Canada, all over, they can listen to Zed's experience. And I find that to be very relaxing and therapeutic in that I'm able to decompress from all of the stressors that I feel at work and um, and the feedback that you all give me is is actually pretty cool. I like to open up my email and, and see, hey Zed, could you talk about this? Or I like that you touched on this and I'm, <sighs> it feels quite amazing. So yeah, thank you for tuning in. Speaking of tuning in, I've, um, I saw, I don't know if you all saw, but I, I saw that the, um, Team Legion in LA has recently been inducted into, like, the UCI Pro League for 2021, so, wow, go diversity, <laughs> so just, you know, as I was, I think I mentioned this earlier, like initiatives like this, and it's really showing the direction that we're going in the endurance sports community. Like we're becoming more inclusive. We are becoming, we're making endurance sports more accessible to all, no matter what socioeconomic status one may hold they would have a chance and it's because of elephants like you you're you're making that you're creating that space for people like me you know a, a black man you know i wasn't i'm at sometimes i'm still not taken seriously when it comes to cycling i feel like um, sometimes i feel like it's uh it's a strange little unsaid rule, you know, to if you see a black cyclist and they show up to the to the start line, you know, they're not that serious. They're just here to do a couple of races and, you know, they're never gonna go pro, you know. So, but your fellow fluents are really creating that space for cyclists that look like me, you know, to actually even consider going pro and I really like that I like that a lot so but anyway I don't want this to become a rambling session just know that um I think I've covered all the topics that I wanted to cover today so we talked about Zwift Academy we talked about um I'm not gonna say that I'm gonna drop the suffer fest completely but right now i'm not i'm not really using it um, 
I'm using the Zwift Academy um, and the workouts that's provided on Zwift Academy because everything is there. And I, me being the lazy person that I am, I don't really enjoy going from platform to platform that much. So since my my community is in the Swift world and they're they're Watopians. Um Watopians, I said that name correctly. I um I might I'm I'm feeling like I am slowly becoming less of a suffer Landry. And that's just me. Like that's just me. So I don't want you to think that the suffer fest is any less because it's not. It's just, as a veteran, as an endurance sports cyclist, that, that I, I consider myself still a fledgling in this this whole thing. I need that guidance. I need that social aspect that Swift has to offer in order to keep my journey self-correcting. You know what I mean? So um, that's that. So. In the future, I, I think in the next podcast, I'm probably going to um, talk about some, give you a little taste of what I'm planning with um, a friend in Colorado and USMES, and it concerns a tour, um, a really long tour, <laughs> and it's uh, to cover a week and um, so right now I'm like looking for um, just to give you a hint I'm looking for a van life then to um, basically live in to support this whole tour experience and um, yeah so <laughs> look out for that I'm also looking for um, local local artists in the area that I plan on touring. Right now, I haven't decided on what that area is going to be, but the state is going to be Colorado. There you go. So if you if you all are listening to this and you know some local artists out there um, that are interested in using their... I should be more specific, right? When I say artists, I mean local electronic artists that specialize in lo-fi hip-hop and electronic composition music and the reason for this is because i am going to be documenting the whole tour experience um and i haven't come up with any timelines right now i'm just you know, writing down a proposal on paper, and I'm like, um, of course, it's not all papers, Google Docs. <laughs> and I am, um, you know, brainstorming some things that I can deliver to you, VeloFluence, going into 2021, because this, I feel like once we conquer this pandemic situation and figure out how to exactly navigate it safely I think I think this this 
experience that I'm I'm creating, I'm growing, I'm developing for you, fellow Florence. I think um, I think you're really gonna enjoy it, and it's not only is it gonna be like a documentary um, style, it's gonna be like live. It's gonna be some drones and the works right now I'm like like I said I'm in concept mode so I don't wanna I don't wanna get your get you all hyped up for it yet but just know something like that is in the works and um, I've been having some conversations and um, with some some people in high places and um, I was telling them hey I'm working on the proposal and once I get it to at least 80% and get, you know, the bones of the whole experience solidified, I'll present it to them. So, yeah. So, I think I have covered all that I really want to cover in this, I want to say it's 30 minute period. I think that's safe. So, hello, Florence. Thank you so much for sticking with me, hanging in there. And until next time, find your flow. Thank you for tuning in to the VeloFlow Project Podcast. You can stay connected to all things VeloFlow Project via Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also find the links to the VeloFlow Project's podcast and all social media platforms in the description section of this episode.